Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on November 6th, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, You'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Jan Rood with a Gospel reading. The Holy Gospel for this All Saints Sunday is found in the Gospel according to St. John, the 11th chapter, beginning with the 32nd verse. This is the story of the raising of Lazarus that has begun at the beginning of the chapter, and now we pick it up when Mary uh, comes and speaks with Jesus. John says, when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But Some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, there is already a stench because he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upwards and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I've said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. About 100 years ago, when George MacLeod stood on the island of Mull in Scotland and looked across the water at the much smaller island of Iona, he described Iona as a place where the veil that separates heaven and earth is as thin as gossamer. MacLeod, who led a movement to restore the ancient abbey and community on Iona, was using language that was not uncommon in his Celtic tradition. Even today, you often hear people from that part of the world refer to thin places, thin places of many kinds where the separation between two distinct realities dissolves and you have the experience of being in both of them at the same time. On Iona, where some of us sojourned last month, We often experienced that in the natural surroundings. The beaches were thin places where sea and land dissolved into one with each other. 
The hilltops were thin places where earth and sky became one. And everything was infused with the sacredness of God as it is throughout all creation. Standing here in this sanctuary right now, I'm experiencing that same kind of oneness. This place on its own has always felt like a thin place for me. Mark Goldsrud's brilliant design of these windows gives us all who gather here the, the feeling of being both in this gathering space right here and also out there in the great cathedral of earth, sea, and sky. The veil between the leaves on the trees in our church courtyard outside the windows and the leaves in the windows and the leaves often on flowers that are inside this space all seem to come together and that, that veil between them is as thin as gossamer. When rain runs down the stained glass windows that look like falling water, beside the water that tumbles into the baptismal font here, I not only experience the mystery again of that union, but the even greater mystery of ordinary water joined to God's Holy Spirit in the sacrament of baptism. A sacrament which is so beautifully expressive of that thin place where heaven and earth come together. It's the same kind of experience I have every time someone holds up an ordinary morsel of bread before me and says, the body of Christ given for you. What a beautifully thin space that is between the fruit of the earth and the real presence of Jesus. And sometimes when I'm serving communion during worship, I look out at the whole community that's gathered and I have this sweet moment of seeing our lives all interconnected and just infused with the light and the grace of God. I told someone once that it's almost like watching a movie, but it's happening in real time. And then on this All Saints Sunday, here in the sanctuary and perhaps in your homes, we add pictures of loved ones who have died and risen with Christ. And we put them in this holy space where we gather. And it makes it seem even thinner than gossamer. It reminds me of standing in the cemetery next to the Iona Abbey, where the veil that separates people on either side of the grave seems to dissolve and what is true there and here is also true in everyday life. I know that many of you know what I'm talking about when I say that we all inhabit a thin space when it comes to our relationship with loved ones who've died. They aren't physically present, but they are still ours and we are still theirs and we are still one with each other. And I'm grateful for all of the times that God opens our eyes to, to see that veil between us is much like these windows that allow our space and their space to just blend together into one. But I wouldn't be honest if I didn't also acknowledge the grief and the loneliness and sometimes the anger that comes with the death of our loved ones along with the hard questions that we often have for God. 
That's why I'm thankful that we have this gospel story today about the raising of Lazarus. The power of God to raise us all from the dead is indeed the heart of the gospel that needs to be proclaimed on All Saints Sunday. But so is the promise of God's presence with us in our grief and our loss. Many of us can identify with Mary, I'm sure, when she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. It came with a flood of tears. But instead of being defensive, John says that Jesus was deeply moved and that he broke down and cried with her and with all of the other mourners. If this day or this season of life stirs up grief in you as you remember, loved ones, then let this part of the gospel also sink deep into your bones, allowing you to trust that when you cry, God cries with you. And hold fast, too, with all of us to that other great promise in this gospel that God is also, at the same time, making all things new. Like the sea and the land, like the earth and the sky, let your grief and your trust dwell together and overlap in that thin space where both are real and both are blessed. And finally, remember that God has bound you to not only those who have died, but to all of those who are living now on this side of the grave, and that they are yours and that you are theirs. Like the community that was told by Jesus to unbind Lazarus, remember too that we are all here for each other as a communion of saints on earth that bears God's holy light for one another. In his book entitled Conjectures of a Guilty Bystander, Thomas Merton describes an experience he had in the thin space of an ordinary street corner. He writes, In Louisville, at the corner of 4th and Walnut, in the center of the shopping district, I was suddenly overwhelmed with the realization that I loved all of those people. That they were mine and I theirs. That we could not be alien to one another, even though we were total strangers. And then he said, as if the sorrows and the stupidities of the human condition could overwhelm me, now I realize what we all are. And if only everybody could realize this. But it cannot be explained, Merton says. There's no way of telling people that they are all walking around shining like the sun. I can't think of a better vision of who we truly are on this holy day. Because in the end, this day is not just about saints who have died, but about all saints on both sides of the grave. It's about all human beings who bear the holy light of God. And I love the way that Merton ends his testimony about that vision that he had on the street corner in Louisville, speaking again about every person he saw. Merton writes, It was as if 
I suddenly saw the secret beauty of their hearts, the depths of their hearts, where neither sin nor desire nor self-knowledge can reach, the core of their reality, the person that each one is in God's eyes. And then he says, if only they could all see themselves as they really are. If only we could see each other that way all the time. In the abiding hope that that way of seeing is possible for all of us, I say, thanks be to God. Amen.